Hello, and welcome to the Mirror Stage Podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge that we're on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle, the Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. Hello, everyone. My name is Kiki. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Ty. My pronouns are he, him. And we at Mirror Stage are a multidisciplinary performing arts company working in the Pacific Northwest. Here at Mirror Stage, we use the power of storytelling to challenge assumptions, bias and prejudice, increasing equity and inclusion while encouraging more thoughtful reflection on today's issues. So Ty, after like our interview with Michelle, what, I guess like how I'm approaching Ty and Kiki take on is like what really stuck out to you that you want to explore more of so definitely like anti-inflammatory diets as a whole like i definitely am very interested in just that kind of change um, because i feel like it can encapsulate like a bunch of different foods and recipes and i can kind of figure out what i really like within that um now specifically that Moroccan chickpea burger, because I like, I kind of like black bean burgers, but like she said, they just not sexy enough for me. It just don't have that, that oof in it to make it like, ah, this is comparable to a real burger. And then it's mush, usually. It's just like, I bite into it and it just, so that chickpea burger and how she said it's nice and crispy in the air fryer. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to try that one, actually. It also seems like, too, it's something that is accessible because I want us to both like walk away and have a game plan of what we will be able to do, but like what we can commit to. Because like in a perfect world, it'd be great to be like, oh, I can commit to anti-inflammatory diet, full anti-inflammatory diet for a month to see what that's like. And then I'll journal about it and reflect on how I'm feeling and stuff like that. And it's like, that would be great. In a perfect world. <laughs> I do not live in that perfect world. So I'm going to see what can I maybe do for like a week. But I also like, I like these Moroccan burgers because um, it seems like it's something that can be prepped and then heated up later so that you don't have to worry about. So like if you wanted to just take them for lunch or if you wanted a, a quick snack, then you'll have access to that. So I think that that's a good one. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's. That's a great one for sure. And how um, like your 40 bites per minute thing made me want to try that. But also but also just being more mindful um, about eating mm-hmm. um, and counting my, my bites. <laughs> I'm definitely going to start doing that like immediately, I think. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to try the, is there another recipe you're thinking about trying? Oh yeah. What are you thinking? You're thinking Moroccan, those Moroccan chick, a couple Moroccan chickpea patties. That one for sure. Let me look through some of the fish ones because the the sizzling salmon and quinoa skillet. Never Ooh. tried quinoa, but sizzling salmon. I'm sold on on the first half of that. So, yes. Well, and quick quick tip. I love quinoa, and this is just a note for everybody: don't boil your quinoa in just water. Boil it in something else. So if you don't eat meat, do a vegetable broth. Your one cut instead of a cup of water or a cup of whatever, like do a cup of vegetable broth or something else. Um, and if you do eat meat, 
do some beef broth or bone broth of some kind because that'll really that'll change change your whole experience ty yeah i i can imagine because we there is something i think when we make our mashed potatoes we don't use water we use chicken stock and it like is yeah it it changes the game but i also like don't know because like what if the chicken stock is inflammatory, <laughs> you know? So, like, I don't, oh, I don't know. Hold on. Let's Google. Hold on, Google. Okay. Wait, this is, I, I'm just... Is chicken inflammatory? I'm going to be so hurt. I need you to know it says, the, the, like, top Google is, is chicken inflammatory? And then second is, is chicken inflammatory for cats? And then third is, is chicken inflammatory for dogs? <laughs> Good to know everybody loves chicken and wants to make sure they can keep eating it. Right. <laughs> Black bean, sweet potato, chili. Ooh. Look, okay. I'm one a... at a time. I'm sorry. sorry. So many thoughts. No, I know. See, this is exactly what I wanted for the people so they can hear how our brains are trying to process what we're going to do. Okay. I'm on a website. I'm on bluebirdprovisions.co slash blogs. And it's eight foods that cause inflammation. And so it's talking about inflammation. I'm going to add these to the show notes for everybody so they can also reference what I'm talking about here if they want to check it out. But it kind of defines inflammation. And then it's asking the question, I don't know why that was the first one. Is chicken inflammatory? And it says, based on research we have now, chicken is not shown to be inflammatory. The focus of current research is on foods that promote inflammation, such as excessive sugar intake, common cooking oils. Um, with trans fats and dairy products. So it doesn't say it's inflammatory, but you could do you could do vegetable stock. That mm-hmm. shouldn't be inflammatory unless you have a vegetable allergy, which is a whole other thing I was learning about earlier today. <laughs> I don't, but listeners, if you do, don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, this other uh this black bean sweet potato chili sounds really good i didn't see that uh looking through the first time we looked but it has like yams ground turkey oh it says you can add ground turkey beef or bison Um, but the recipe is for vegetarian chili with black bean and sweet potato that sounds delicious Mm -hmm. i want to make this i want to make this cast iron beets and sweets thing she was talking about so i'm gonna see if i can find that in her recipes and then I will, I'll make that one for sure. But I think I can do, I've been eating in general, just like less meat and less dairy. Um, I've been trying to support my madre as she's been going through all her health stuff and her health concerns. And her doctor has been like, you need to go vegan. And so that was really, that was really hard for my mom. And so I've been trying to be supportive and like cook meals that are full of flavor that are also vegan. So I think that I've had a little bit of a prep <laughs> for this episode. I have a baseline and I think I can just push it a little bit further. So I think I'm going to try, I'm going to try to do a week of like anti, I think I could do a week. I think I could do a week of anti-inflammatory foods just across the board. Now, as far as like her, and I want to do this mindful eating. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to try we're going to try for 30 bites, 30 chews <laughs> per bite. And nice. I will refer back how that went. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do anti-inflammatory. I'll pick at least five recipes from hers so I can be like, 
boom, boom, boom throughout the week. Um, so anti-inflammatory, and then I'm going to shoot for 30 shoes per bite. That's what I, that's my goal for our, our take on. Nice. I think I will, I feel like 30 is a fair, I might just take your goals as well and try anti-inflammatory. I'll say a week, but hopefully, you know, I find some things that I can incorporate into a longer span than a week. And um and yeah, we'll we'll definitely see how it goes. I have to find a few more recipes that I can stretch out for the week. I feel like that chili is like almost the perfect season for it, but it mm-hmm. like I'm scared we might have like a warm day this week or something and like I need yeah. chili when it's it's cold. We're like into the cold. So um but that breakfast burrito definitely also sounds pretty good and then the um the burgers yeah um and the salmon you know i love salmon so there's i'm sure there's a few salmon dishes on here but the beets i think she was uh she was talking to me when she was like the people who are like own beets and i was thinking like the only beets i like are like hip-hop beats (laughs) i am not and they're purple i'm just like how it's a purple vegetable it's a new color for me. I'm not ready. <laughs> I love beets. I'm obsessed with beets. Well, I, and that is like the thing I, because when I go out and eat with Brian, um, I'm that person. I want to share everything. That's the person I am. So if anyone ever wants to go eat with me, I'm like, can we just order five tiny things and then share? Um, and it's it, the beets. Whenever there's like a delicious beet salad, it's usually like cooked beets of some kind and like a goat cheese and then like a fruit. <laughs> It's usually like they're like, here, put a little orange on it. And it's delicious. I'm I'm obsessed with beets. And they're they're relatively easy to cook too if you um just roast them. So I'm looking at these. Maybe I'll do beets. Oh, okay. And also on Michelle's website, everybody, it it's great. It has you can you can search by diet, you can search and like you can put in multiple things. So for example, it's like, oh, gluten-free or dairy-free or vegan, but you could also like click a bunch of those. So you can narrow it down, but also you can search by course type. So if you're looking for desserts or appetizers, stuff like that, I think I'm going to try to make one of these desserts too, because I love sweets and I have a big sweet tooth, but that can be super inflammatory because of dairies. If you're, it's usually a dairy based thing, but also the sugars. So if I can find something on here, that's not too full of dairy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try this apple pear crisp. So fancy. Yeah. I, most of the things that we do are are non-dairy. Um, except for me, I eat, like, a lot of pizza. So, like, which is, like, the worst because dairy and then red sauce <laughs> is, like, your double whammy inflammatory item. But it's pizza, you know? It's like, oh, <laughs> I can't let so it funny. go. I need you to know, before we met today, I... I made a vegan pizza. Like it was just a frozen pizza, but I'm telling you, I'm not eating as much dairy and I'm not eating as much meat. So I was like, I want something quick and I want something that is reminiscent of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of the trash food. I really want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I will say that since I made that McDonald's comment, uh, I have gone like, like twice a week since then. And it is not great. 
And it's even to the point where I think about McDonald's and I'm like, I want it, but I don't need it. And then Kayla will just come home with McDonald's. And I'm like, well, shit, I got to eat this McDonald's because, you know, baby girl can't waste her $10. I have to eat it. It it is definitely, I think this is going to be an uphill battle for me, listeners. So uh, hang on. We're all on this journey together. (laughs) <laughs> See, I think you'll love it though. I think you'll find something delicious. And I'm sad we don't have like a an in-person event that we're gonna see each other so we can bring each other some things. Yeah. I know we will probably will in like December, but um this will give me a good a good prep for what I can bring to our next mere stage gathering. Yeah, like maybe these raw coconut fudge brownies. There are some <laughs> I will probably run through this dessert list for sure, but the other ones gotta find some stuff. I'm a picky eater too. It doesn't like it doesn't help anything. But I think when I moved to Seattle, the it became easier for me to eat fish somehow. I think I just yes became acclimated to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah, and it's like fresh, so like there's a good chance that you get wherever you're getting it from, or like wherever you're getting it for you. It's not like a frozen been fit yeah. in a freezer for a situation so that like actually better fish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what are you picky eater about like what do you think that you is it like texture or yeah like what is it for you it's just like i don't like tomatoes and i don't like onions and i don't like mushrooms and and that those three kind of Snips like half of menus and most places. I was gonna say, like those three things are in a lot of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially like I can do like tomato sauces, but like don't give me the chunks of anything. You know, I don't want to bite into a pasta dish and get a whole a mouthful of a chunk of tomato. So it's just things See, like that where I'm just uh, asking. This sounds like a texture thing. <laughs> it could be actually because the crunch. Like when I bite into an onion in something and I crunch into it and I taste the onion too, it's like, I almost like, I don't know. I have such a terrible like whole body reaction. It's like, and then I don't even eat the dish. It's like, no, you have to give me something else that has not seen an onion at all. You might can sprinkle a little onion powder on it, but that's it, you know? Not coming for the onion powder times. <laughs> I do love onion powder, thankfully. I'm like, I love the the essence of onions. Yes. Yeah. It's a texture thing. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what don't what foods don't I like? I love food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there there are foods I just don't eat for like my, my own personal reasons, but it's not like I'm like, oh. I don't, I don't like, I don't like the way that tastes. I mean, like, honestly, like canned most things. So like, like, but again, I think it's texture. So like canned vegetables, like if you gave me like a can of green beans, I would be very upset. It's just just so squishy. Or like canned soup. Like I love making soup because it can, it's relatively simple. Um, But like, I'm not going to get, I'm not just going to like eat a can of like, mushroom soup <laughs> sorry i was just thinking of yeah. This. yeah i'm not gonna eat a can of tomato soup i'll just make some tomato soup <laughs> yeah i mean those are like i think when i eat canned soup i eat this canned soup that has like 
I almost only buy like the chunky Campbell soup that is like a loaded baked potato soup where it's like yes. something weird that I, I I can't cook my I could cook it. I definitely could, but it's like I suck. <laughs> I'm excited for the journey for you to for you to like open up your mind of all these different things you can cook. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because like I can definitely like I can I know my way around the kitchen, you know, like my dad was like he could have been a chef chef and I hung in the kitchen with him so much. But it's also like I don't think I absorbed enough of like the actual like how long should you cook meat or like things like that? And I don't know. I just feel like it takes me so long to do anything every time I cook. And then everything's dirty after I cook. It's like the whole kitchen is just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a whole, it's a whole journey that I have to, I'm going to need a partner. Like Kayla will have to parental advise me through, through this whole thing. Nice. Well, exactly. And like, yeah, it's, it's a process. Cause my, my sister and I get into this conversation because I don't, I also don't know, like, if you have any, um, like attention issues or like needs at all, but like, that's part of it is like having like any kind of like attention deficits or, or hyperactivity, any of that kind of stuff also has a big impact on your people's ability to cook because exactly like you're saying, like, it's like, Everything gets kind of like thrown and done. And then it's like, now I have to do the after step of cleaning up where as opposed to like, okay, I'm now done with this thing. I will put this away and prep my next thing and clean my next thing. But that's, that takes a, that's a, that's a skill. That takes a brain for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It takes a lot of brain power and people are just trying to survive in these streets. And I understand. All right, so now we've we've jumped to the future, <laughs> and we're we're welcoming back with our Kai and Kiki take on, and let's review our goals and some of the recipes we were going to try. So our goals were to try some anti-inflammatory meals. I think I was really like, I want to do a bunch. I did three, and I'm feeling really good about that. Ty, what about you? How many did you end up doing? We ended up doing uh, two dishes, and I, honestly, even with those two, it was biting on more than uh, I could chew, for lack of better words. Tell um, me more. What do you mean? Like, why? I guess, why was it? Yeah. I just don't think I'm ready for some of the, uh, some of the, I don't know, there was like a lot of vegetables, and I'm just hella picky. Yeah. So, like, one, one, one dish was the... Uh, the nori wrap salmon, which was really good. It was like delicious. But the other dish I had was the um the black bean sweet potato chili, which I love, like love sweet potatoes. So I'm like, okay, I love chili too. So I'm like, boom, all the ingredients, all the recipe. I mean, the the recipe is literally there, you know, for me to like it. But I guess it was just too chunky or it was a the combination of the flavors or something, but it was it was not for me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So see, those both sound delicious. I okay, so question then, like having done it, what did everyone else think? Like, did did you get to share it with anybody? Like what were 
What were some results from anything? So that was funny because like Kayla, who is Korean, my partner Kayla is Korean. She did not like the nori wrapped salmon, which I'm like, we have a hundred packs of nori like laying around the house. Like I thought she would love it, but the ginger in the recipe was what got her to not like it as much. But I really enjoyed that. I and I think it was kind of like a like the marinade that really did it for me. Um, even in the the rice that it was with it, like the rice was also kind of marinated. Um, just from being in with the fish and everything, and it was so good to me. Like I'll probably make that one again, um, for sure. But the chili, it was the opposite. Like I didn't enjoy that, but Kayla and um, her cousin who lives with us, they both um were able to enjoy that a bit. And they're more adventurous eaters than I am, and uh. It was easier for them to eat it and um, do it. Mostly the tomatoes. It's just like big, chunky tomatoes. Maybe if we do it again, I'll like switch up the seasoning and then do smaller bits of tomatoes because that really just kind of like undid it for me. (laughs) I can feel that. Well, and it's so funny because you're having a lot of the same response that I had to the meals. So when I was making stuff, that is what I found. I was like, there are some things I would tweak, but this is a great starting place. Like this is a helpful starting place. And it was like you're saying, incorporating different vegetables and different kinds of things that I wouldn't normally do. So I made three different things. I made the portobello mushroom with samosa filling and they, they were good. Like I love portobello mushrooms. Ty, have you ever cooked like the big portobellos? I haven't cooked them, but I have, um, I'm not big on mushrooms, but I have tried, I think they were like sauteed uh, in something, um, but not, I'm not a fan. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I like, cause I, I notice a lot with you, you talk about like the texture of things. So I can understand being like, nah, that's not a texture thing, but usually like portobellos are used as a replacement for like meat. So, like, since I don't really do beef, um, that is usually what they put in replace of if you were going to get, like, a steak meal, a steak dish of some kind, or, like, a burger. There's a lot of, like, portobello burgers. But, anyway, I love portobello. So, like, this was really easy, but I found myself being, like, this needs more seasoning. And it was also not enough food. I I made that, and then I ended up making like a salad too. My sister tried everything with me because I live with my sister. And so I was like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Welcome. You're going to try these delicious meals with me. <clears throat> and so she was a real champ and kind of helping me with this and go through this. So I made that, but I ended up having to make like a salad and then another side because it just wasn't enough food, but it was tasty. But I was like, "Mm, I want more seasoning. I need a little bit more flavor around here, around here. Um, I think that was like what we found with the chili too. Like it, it was like needed more seasoning, but the salt and pepper just wouldn't cut it. It was like needed a different seasoning. Salt and pepper salt and pepper never cut it like this is this is always the thing i'm always i'm always finding because like whenever trying to like figure out an easy way to make meals you know people use like those meal pans plans like hello fresh or green chef or any of those like usually in those ingredients and stuff they're like add a quarter teaspoon of salt and it's like you need more you need more seasoning 
It's just, it's going to, it's going to change your whole life. It's going to change your whole meal to just add a little bit more garlic, add a little more onion, salt, something like that. Um, but that's what, okay. So one of the things was like the portobello mushroom samosa, I think it was pretty much just like salt and pepper as a seasoning, but in the other meal I made, which was the pumpkin coconut curry with whitefish, that one had curry powder and cayenne pepper. So it's not like these recipes like steer away completely from seasoning. That really changed up the game and immediately had more flavor. I made this, but I didn't have any white fish because I for- I just forgot to take the fish out of the freezer and was just like, okay, I'm just we're just gonna substitute other vegetables. That's what's gonna happen right now. Um, and it was great. And I I made it yesterday and I ended up actually eating it again tonight for dinner because it was delicious. And it was a really good way to just kind of uh, use anything that's in your fridge, which I really appreciated being like, oh, I have vegetables that I don't exactly want to eat right now. They're not the freshest, but I don't want to waste them. So it was a really good opportunity to just kind of like cook it all up in some delicious seasoning. So I was, I want to ask about like, how did you find the prep process and how accurate a, a, how accurate were your prep times to your, like actual prep time and then did you actually have everything you needed like laying around or where did you have to like go buy some specific things for uh your recipes um so for the most part i had i had most of the things like you say kind of like laying around um but, but that's because i've i've just in general have been trying to be more aware of my eating and i've been eating more vegetables i've been steering more and more away from meat and as I do that, you you have to like fill your meals with other things. So I happen to have a lot of vegetables around, but also it being fall, it's a lot of pumpkin season. So I had, I just had cans of pumpkin because I want to make cookies or I want to be ready for a pie, something like that. Um, honestly, prep time too was kind of cut down because I'm telling you those pre-cut vegetables is a lifesaver when you don't have as much time, like not having to worry about certain things. And also like I have the time, I work a lot from home too. So I have the time and the space to kind of prep things. That was something also like I realized a lot with this was like, oh, it's not that hard if everything's prepped. Like you're saying, like if if I have like, a, a, I, what did I put here? I put like kale. I had a bunch of small peppers that I just cut. So that took like maybe two minutes, but I have all the tools for like, oh, I can just crush some garlic here real quick. I can just grate some ginger, those kinds of things. Um, But doing it, I was like, oh yeah, I have a lot of the stuff just on hand and I have a lot of um, time where that's not always the easiest. But some of these meals, I want to say took like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like the curry. I'm telling you, curry is like such a such a quick and easy, like warm thing to make because um, it's like a soup. You just put it all in there and then stew it up. Oh, I will say, OK, the last thing I made was that avocado chocolate pudding. <laughs> I made that today before uh, our recording. Listen, I really liked it there. I had one thing I did not like too much about it was that it. It has a lot of orange zest. And so it really tasted like one of those like chocolate oranges. Have you ever had those? It's like a candy. I can't, I can't really explain it. It's like a candy 
that's chocolate and it's like in the shape of an orange um and it's like orange flavored because chocolate and orange is like a good combination for some people i am not a fan me either yeah the only thing i would have changed was i would add less orange i probably wouldn't add any orange actually i understand why they have to add the orange like the zest because they want to add like a little kick but i think i would just add lemon zest instead um, but I liked it. And I was like, I, I would make this for a mirror stage thing. So like the next time that we're all in company together, whether it's like our board meeting or like an, a staff meeting or something, I would totally bring this because I think it fits with everyone's dietary restrictions based off of like what they need. Cause I know that we have people on our staff and on our board who are like gluten intolerant, lactose intolerant, all that kind of stuff. And this kind of really checks all those boxes because it's avocado, cacao, zest, vanilla extract, and um, like agave. Just blend it up. And it it was tasty. I was surprised. I was surprised. It was very thick, very creamy. I was I was nervous, but I, I'm telling you, man. Okay. So per <laughs> your recommendation, I will try it now because I've was definitely scared because I'm not an avocado person. I barely eat guacamole, but uh, yeah, I love chocolate pudding though. So I'm like, okay. okay. You have a food processor though. Oh, you have to have a food. I don't even, I don't think I even know what that is or what it does. (laughs) So I, I have a lot of kitchen tools. Like that's the thing is like, I love to cook and like during, in 2020, from 2020 to like 2021, when we were all like locked inside our houses, that's what I did as like creativity or an outlet of any kind. So I have a bunch of just tools that I know how to use from a bunch of practice, but it's like a, a food processor or do you have a blender? I do have a blender. Okay. Do you have like a, do you have like a Nutribullet, one of those? I have a, it's a Ninja blender. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that should that should work really well. But I would just recommend like make sure you scrape the sides. I spend a lot of time being like, I don't want to see avocado. I want to see chocolate pudding. I don't want to see avocado at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But but um, that's the thing about us though. Why I asked about your prep time and all that was because we don't have like jack shit here for real. Like as far as ingredients. Um, or equipment, apparently. I thought I was covered with the air fryer, but <laughs> I guess not. I love the air fryer. I would say, like, of all the kitchen tools I would ever recommend to anybody ever, it is the air fryer. Yeah, it does. I mean, we did our whole Thanksgiving in one air fryer. Like, like it was crazy. And the oven. We did bake, like, the mac and cheese or something, but... Very minimal, like the main courses were done in the air fryer for sure. Um, but we also didn't have like any of the like we needed to tamari. I, we don't have that, and then the ginger we didn't have that. We didn't have like onions laying around and stuff like that. Um, we did have nori, but we it wasn't big enough, so we did have to buy like big sheets of nori. Um, and so I don't know if it's like a a I don't know, like just specific for us, you know, not having certain things and also buying things that we probably will not use again, like the tamari sauce, other than to make that recipe, I suppose. But um, yeah, it was a weird process. And the prep time. So one, it said it was like 45 minutes or something. 
But that was like, I don't think it factored in. Like we had to peel the sweet potatoes too. And I'm like, if you, like, I know how to peel a vegetable, you know, and it still took me a solid, like, 15 minutes to peel you know sweet potatoes are weird shaped and all that so i don't i don't know how and it was just an extra you know a few minutes or whatever but um i was like this prep time is not accurate (laughs) but it's it's still you know like closer than if it were to say like an hour and it took me like a whole extra hour or something to cook i think it's just um yeah but uh Either way, it was not a not a hard process. And I don't cook that much, but I definitely like know my way around the kitchen enough to like um to where it wouldn't have been an issue for me. So I just wonder if anybody is like less kitchen savvy than me, like would this just completely not be accessible for them and stuff? That's a good question. Yeah, because I yeah it- I knew it would be accessible to me because like you're saying, it's, it's kind of like people have staples around their house of like what they use and cook with food wise. So being like, okay, I'm going to kind of like introduce this whole new thing. Let's see how this goes. It does make sense that you wouldn't have all the, all the stuff that you necessarily need for it. If you're enjoying this podcast and would like to support it and other Mirror Stage programming, you can make a tax-deductible donation via our website, mirrorstage.org, or text Play It Smart to 206-888-6477. That's 206-888-MIRR. Did you have fun cooking? (laughs) So I was actually like very kind of like... I was involved, but I think Kayla did a lot more of the work than I did. I did a lot of the prep. Thank you. I need you to tell me how you got Kayla on board. Like, were you just like, hey, I have to try this meal. Will you help me cook this? Like, what was the process to be like? It took a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Because we like, we like what we like, you know, and Kayla, like, she, like, she knew if we cooked that, she was also going to have to eat it. So I tried to pick things that I thought she would like, you know, like the nori wrap salmon. That's She loves sushi. We had the salmon. That's like one thing that we definitely have plenty of, like at all times, pretty much. So it was like, this is a, you know, this is a go. But she just didn't enjoy that one that much. And then um, and then the chili, like she, she ate a bowl, but I don't think it's something that's going to stay with her. So... I think for in her mind, it's a lot more of like, is this going to be a convenient meal for us? Whereas I don't really care if it's going to be like convenient. I just want it to taste good. And like, because I'm not the one who really does a lot of the prepping. So, um, but I did like peel the potatoes and cut some vegetables and uh, stuff like that. But I did, I would say it was fun because peeling, the peeling was fun because I haven't used the peeler in at least three or four years so that was uh really cool and uh and then i used to sell knives so anytime i uh, <laughs> anytime i get to use one of my knives i'm like oh okay i kind of nerd out about it a little bit i'm like oh we should use this chef's knife because it's rounded and it can rock and it's good for cooking uh cutting vegetables or chopping not just cutting chopping because that's a specific thing love that okay so i need to know the journey that my brain went on as soon as you said i used to sell knives 
So first I was like, like at like knives shows, like, like a buck knife or like, like switchblades. And then I was like, no, of course not. Of course they'd be like KitchenAid or like something to that extent. <laughs> um, but I love that. And I didn't know that. And I think that that will be a helpful skill for me to like bug you about as I learn more about appropriate chopping methods. No. Yeah. There are like specific knives that I, so there's like a paring knife is small and is good for, it's literally named after the fruit, like pairing it's, uh for good for peeling, but it's sharp as all get out. So be careful with those. And then I have this long one. It looks like a machete, but it's uh, a melon knife. And it's specifically for like cantaloupe and watermelon and stuff like that. So, and then um, the shape of some of the knives as well tells you kind of like how you're supposed to put your hand on it and stuff like that. It's just like little things like that that are just like so like interesting to me that I wouldn't have known about or that most people probably wouldn't even care about. You know, you just get the knife and especially like the chef's knife, the big kind of triangular one. It's like, that's just one that people use to chop and cut things in the kitchen, but they don't know that you can like put your hand on it and like rock it and it'll actually save you time and energy uh, with chopping and stuff like that. So it's a, it was a really interesting experience to sell knives and house uh, kitchenware, but definitely not my calling. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, those recipes were all really good. I I want to try some more. I think I think you did a good job at like um, or when you just said like people have staples. I think you probably like picked some things that you knew like you had and would like really enjoy. And I think I will probably have a more successful time with her recipes if I do a deeper dive into like what all ingredients each one has and um, like what we have that is compatible um and kind of using some of her filters and stuff on her website to uh figure out like what would be good for us you know yeah well and also i think too kind of what you're saying and it's interesting to like talk through and learn about different things that work for different people because like you're saying is like kayla was concerned about what is going to be like convenient or quick or easy like easy process Whereas you're concerned with like flavor notes and it's just like, oh, that's something to like consider as you go, as you go in and look at what is next and like how you want to, how you want to like build a meal and build a menu. So that's the whole thing we're all supposed to do, right? We're supposed to meal plan and make sure you have your (laughs) groceries for the week and, and don't waste the food and all the things. And it's like, yes, I love that. I wish, I wish I were that person, but capitalism. Like, it's just not convenient to, first of all, I'm not about to eat the same thing more than twice in the same week. Like, I'm just that type of person. Like, I I do not like repetitive eating. Other than, like, I will eat a salad almost every day for lunch, but it's a different salad. It's, like, Caesar salad, Cobb salad, uh, different, like, Southwest salad every day. I try to switch it up. So it's, like... My leftovers, I won't eat it the next day. I'll eat it, like, the day, like, after the next day. So it's, like, like I'm not eating the same thing two days in a row. So I don't know if that's weird, but I'm sure it's, like, I no, can't be the only weird. one, you know? It's not weird, but, like, this is something, too, that I've been trying to discuss with, like, my sister as we look at 
like how we eat food and how we kind of um, try to not waste. And it's just a matter of like knowing, knowing appropriate amounts and like prepping for that. So like exactly like you're saying, being like, okay, if we're going to make dinner, it has to be dinner for X amount of people who are in the house who are going to eat. So we got to make sure that everybody there on board. And then if we want that as a leftover for lunch, then we have to make like that. And then if anything gets thrown off of this schedule, then there becomes a backup of food or a, a like, oh, now we have these vegetables or this meat that we didn't use. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. <sighs> and then it's just another stressor. <laughs> yeah. We hate wasting food, but we waste so much of it. Like a lot, especially like bread and stuff that just goes bad so quick. Uh, and then it seems like when we buy fruit, um, we have to eat it so quick that it just goes, um, just goes bad. So we we do hate that. So we've started buying like smaller quantities when we go grocery shopping and actually going grocery shopping more during throughout the month and stuff. Like we probably go grocery shopping like three times a month now, um, and buy for like a week and a half or so each time. Definitely helps. Yeah. <laughs> No, I know. And I'm like, this is just such an interesting like experiment and conversation because then like food and nutrition is such a privilege. Like we want, like we all want access to these kind of things. But I think taking out some of these concepts of like these bigger mess, like social ideas around like, oh, how there's um, food deserts. So there's like areas of cities that have like no access to like actual groceries, but it's like, okay. We don't have that concern. We have access to groceries. And then it's like, okay, but then now how do you have access to like the groceries and the time to cook and to like prep and to be informed about what is quality good for you? What is quality good for the earth? That's not harming. That's not wasting. Um, and how do you now tackle this new approach as you try to like maintain your health and also inflation as we talk about, you know, like, it's just like, it's all connected. And the more and more you like talk through it with people, the more you just see that and see how the struggles are similar for, for different, just for different people. Like you and I have like pretty different lives, just like how we kind of go through the world and like what we have access to and different things like that. And like what we have time for, but both of us are finding that struggle of like, uh, I don't want to waste food because I don't want to waste money. And I want to be like a good, a good human. But like, how do I do that when I still have all these other things I need to worry about? It's like so hard to have a hundred things on your mind at once and try to like focus on one of them. Like you said earlier, it's just like, like you have so much on your plate that it becomes like you can't even just focus on one and get it done. It's like, oh, I can't like stop thinking about this other thing in the back of my head. It's like a bunch of like loops on on repeat in your mind um and it it kind of sucks i used to feel like i like that and i like feeling busy and i like always having something going on but it's different uh especially now with like cc because my normal schedule is like i come home and usually cc's either like I have to put her down for a nap right then, or I have to, like, she just woke up for a nap. So 
It's like right when I'm in the door, it's like dad time until she goes to sleep at like 10 or 11 p.m. And then it takes me like an hour or so to wind down. So it's like, you know, the whole day is just on for me. Um, and I have a lot of side hustles for anyone who knows me. <laughs> so it's just like I'm always like thinking about something else. I think and I think that's why like with uh with the food I like I I don't prepare it myself because it's usually just already done because Kayla helps me out and that way um it's a blessing. But it's like I don't think about how it's gonna like how it gets prepared or anything like that. For me it's just like okay, I want something good because I'm trying to enjoy my little food and YouTube time or whatever and then uh keep it moving you know it's also a reason why i don't um why i don't count my chews and why i'm not that mindful of an eater because it's like i'm going like all the time and i i try to be mindful with these recipes but like that first bite of that nori wrap salmon i like bit it and then i look and it was gone and i was like all right i have to be <laughs> a lot a lot more mindful about like Counting my chews and actually like tasting this food because I think the first one I pretty much just inhaled it after it was yeah it was it was pretty good but definitely like trying to be more uh, mindful and, and count my chews definitely nowhere near forty but I probably hit a solid ten fifteen maybe twenty when I was really thinking about it <laughs> yeah no I would agree with that I think that was. <laughs> Same. That was the trickiest part was being like, okay. And and then just remembering because I, yeah, like you're saying, there's so much going on. There's so much going on in my brain at any given moment that I would then have to be like, okay, stop. You're, you were going to count your chews. <laughs> and I would do that maybe once or twice a meal. Which is, I mean, that's, that's more than most people, you know? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> most people probably don't even know about mindful eating unless they, you know, hit up Michelle or listen to our podcast. So it's uh, definitely like something that, you know, needs more awareness um, and especially like the benefits that it can bring. Um, and speaking of benefits, did you happen to feel any different from, you know, this anti-inflammatory uh meals versus how you feel when you eat like whatever you would normally eat you seem pretty healthy so i'm sure probably probably not okay that's why i was like it's a little trickier for me because like just recently like since over the last like two or three months i've given up like dairy i'm not gonna say i've given up meat completely sometimes i still eat fish sometimes i still eat chicken i love chicken <laughs> but like i've given up dairy and like red meat and i don't i haven't eaten pork for like a really long time so just overall i was kind of just by default leaning more anti-inflammatory um because that's kind of some of the stuff we talked about that that's like oh these like uh dairy those kinds of things like cause inflammation these like heavier meats those kinds of things but i don't really eat those um but I will say, yeah, sometimes I would air fry myself some Arby's curly fries. Very specific because I'm working my way through frozen 
fries because that's that's the person who I am. Okay. I am very healthy most of the time, but I love a French fry. <laughs> and I love the air fryer. So um the Arby's there's something in them and I don't know what it is, but like anytime I eat that, I'd be like, mm, I can feel it. I understand the difference. Like I having something crack. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think crack causes inflammation. So another warning out there. No, but I I would under I that's just so interesting because I feel like that's a good question that many people need to kind of reflect on, which is like, how is what we're putting in our body making us feel? And so having this baseline of just like, oh, I don't, I don't ingest dairy. So like, I'm not eating cream or cheese or any of those. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. I, I eat a lot of vegetables. Oh, okay, I'm good. And then I put something in my system that my system does not agree with. It's just, oh, okay. Now I can feel it as opposed to just, oh, I just kind of constantly feel inflamed in some capacity, which is like a little nauseous or sick or people who have like irritable bowel stuff or indigestion, like just any of those compounding things. But what about you? How did, how did you feel after some of these meals? So I will say the, and I think I get heartburn pretty easily, like from certain things like red sauces. I can't really do, um, Hot, like spicy stuff. I do it. I shouldn't be doing it as much as I do probably. But, um, and I will say like the, the days that I was eating the fish, I definitely like, like didn't feel as heavy, um, after those meals and I did them for like dinner. So usually I'll like have dinner and sit around the house, like working or whatever. And, um, usually if I have a heavier dinner, then I'll feel it. Um, and that just, I did feel a lot better having those, um, the fish dish, which is a, one reason why we've adopted like a lot of salmon into, um, our diet. It's my favorite fish. Um, but we also eat like sushi, some other fish and whatnot, but, um, also while I'll try that dish again, cause it really, I really did feel kind of better about it. Um, and I think my problem is like, I'll have McDonald's for lunch and then try to do that for dinner. So it's like, it's, I'm not uh, helping myself the best way. Um, but I think if I were to adopt that and then have some other healthy practices, it would, you know, only help really just cutting out fast food for me. I like, I, I think, I don't know if I've said it publicly on the podcast yet or not, but McNuggets, that is that is yeah i love chicken mcnuggets that's like the only thing i ever get from mcdonald's and then they put out these two new sauces kiki if you never go to mcdonald's just go for this sauce they got called the mambo sauce and it is like oh i'm literally stocking up on it because it's they're gonna stop and then people are gonna be like oh where to get the mambo i'm gonna have the mambo sauce Hey, tell me about the mambo sauce. What are the what are our flavor notes here? What is it like? Compared- it's like it's like like Szechuan, like an Asian like spicy zing, but it's also kind of like a barbecue sauce. Like it's it's like sweet and tangy like that too. So it's like it's a I'd say a combination of like a spicy barbecue and like an Asian like Szechuan kind of sauce. And then they also did like a sweet and spicy jam, which is like a has the consistency of a like an even thicker barbecue sauce. I don't want to say a jelly because jelly has like the little chunks, 
and it's not like that, <laughs> but you can still dip it and get the residue on your on your uh, dipping item of choice. I won't say McNugget because they advertise it with like fries and burgers, but nuggets. Um, and uh, yeah, it's that one's pretty good. But that Mambo sauce, listeners, Kiki, everybody. You have a chance. Go try the mambo sauce and the noi wrap salmon. Don't try them together though, because that's not what uh, that's not what Michelle intended for okay, her recipe. But <laughs> would that have made your oh, noi it hit. better? It would have hit. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm mad I ate all the salmon and didn't try it with the mambo sauce because it, yeah, it would have done something, done something amazing. <laughs> But yeah, and also you're the frozen. So like, have you tried the uh, the checkers fries? Have you? Do you know about checkers? I know about checkers. I have not tried the checkers fries. Um, I've tried. I love the Arby's ones because they're curly fries. But I have to stop eating them because I was like, nah, they don't make. I don't feel good after I eat them. Yeah, but there's also crazy. another brand of like, hoity-toity Pacific Northwest like organic fries that's like oh cascade farms cascade farms oh yeah i've seen them they were like in organic farms and like listen i i'm not gonna knock it because it doesn't upset my stomach but i'm like you're it's fries it's organic like waffle fries (laughs) so yeah do you like sweet potato fries i do not like sweet potato fries oh I was going to say checkers. They just put out a sweet potato fry, but you should try their regular fry too. Cause it has a really good seasoning, but probably not going to make you feel that great, honestly. So <laughs> stick with arms. small wins, small wins. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'll try it. I'm always down. Please listeners. Any other frozen fry suggestion I'm here for. <laughs> So our call to actions, you can learn more about what causes inflammation, which foods are inflammatory, and which foods are anti-inflammatory. This is a good guide if you're looking to add different ingredients to recipes and want to be sure you're still following guidelines to help decrease inflammation. And there's a link in our show notes for that. Yes. And then we'll also have a link uh, for more of the recipes from Michelle's website. So she has a full website, which we will obviously you should check out, but this will have the specific link to the different recipes she has. And you can filter through kind of what you're looking for, whether that's appetizers, side dishes, main courses, all that. Nice. And last but not least, you can check out the recipes we tried with these direct links to uh, Kiki's recipes, the portobello mushroom with samosa filling, pumpkin curry with whitefish, and the delicious avocado chocolate pudding. And also the recipes I tried, the noi wrap salmon and the black bean and sweet potato chili. Thank you all so much for listening. We are looking forward to chatting more with you all next month. Until then, share this episode or a meal with your friends, and let's keep this conversation about healthy nutrition going. Take care, Seattle. And sweet dreams, Seattle. This program is supported in part by a grant from the Washington State Arts Commission and the National Endowment of the Arts. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle, the Duwamish and Coast Salish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish and Coast Salish tribes. 
If you like what you've heard and would like to support this podcast or other Mirror Stage programming, you can donate at our website, mirrorstage.org, or text Play It Smart to 206 888-6477. Thank you everyone for listening. This podcast is available on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So if you are finding us on any of those platforms, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe if possible. 